you've got the right marketing strategy and action plan, you can make a lot of money for your business. But what is a great marketing strategy plan for small businesses? My name is Rachel Claver, and I'm your host here at Market Marketing. I'm also a marketing strategist and marketing coach who's worked with over a thousand small businesses one-to-one on their marketing. So I feel like this is an area I can talk about really well. Today, we're going to walk through all the different factors that I think are important when you're writing your own marketing strategy and talk to you about some of the things that I think are really important that make that marketing strategy and action plan really work for your business. I'm not going to, I've looked at very few competitors, I'll be honest. So I'm not sitting here and blasting anyone for the way they do something. But over the years, I have seen occasional options where people have sent me ones that they've had and paid thousands for. And I know what we do is quite different. So I wanted to share what I think is really important that helps you make that impact and helps you know how to take action after you've got that all-important marketing strategy. So I hope you can listen in. If you've got a marketing strategy that's gathering dust, this might be the opportunity for you to get that and make some changes to it so that you can really make a difference in your marketing over the next 12 months. Let's get started. Welcome. This is Mabbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of Mapit Marketing. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and today it's me talking to you about one of the things I most love talking about, which is marketing strategies. I work with people one-to-one, small business owners one-to-one on a marketing strategy. I generally work with only three to four clients at a time, um, mainly because we've changed the way we do things. So we work with people over a six to eight week period. And I find if I have more than three or four people at a time, I really struggle to make sure that I'm focusing on their needs. So um, that might sound that our marketing strategies are are horrendously expensive, but they're not. We just, it's a part of what we do in our business. And it's more about protecting my energy levels and making sure that the customer gets a really good version. So, but I'm always working with about three to four small business owners. And I've worked with over a thousand small business owners on their marketing strategies one-to-one since I've been a marketing strategist. So this is an area that I feel very comfortable to talk to you about. And I'm not doing this so that you can work with me necessarily uh, because obviously I only have three to four spots a week um, or at a time um, over a six-week period to work with with business owners, so, you know, capacity issues. Uh, But I did want to talk through a little bit about why it's so important to have a marketing strategy and also just adding some bits and pieces in of what it needs to include. Um, So we do a marketing strategy with an action plan. The reason we do that is that for a small business, having something that's just this deep marketing strategy, which can be a very beautiful thing where it goes really deep into customer research and customer behavior and all the customer journey of all the different pinpoints you need to be doing and um, making sure that, you know, let's look at all your offers and let's look and have an intense look at everything you're doing. For me, I think from what I've worked with small business owners is there's so much of the basics that we need to get right that small business owners don't understand 
So we'll spend half of our time looking at all those sort of things. We'll look at, you know, um, your what you're saying, what you say you are, does it match with what you actually offer? What's your pricing like? Are you profitable? All that we'll talk about some of this stuff soon. Um, and then we look at all those things, and then from that we start taking action around does that measure up with the messaging you've got out there and do they match? Uh, and most of the time they don't. So that's where we fix things and that's where the action comes in and we start taking plans. So when we're looking at starting off with a marketing strategy, um, a few things you need to do before you start planning an action plan out of it, which we do both of. Um, so the first thing that we would normally do when we're sitting down with you is we'd say, look, tell us how you describe your business. And we go through every area. We look at profitability. We look at goals. We look at how it fits in with your life. We look at your capacity. We look at whether you're paying yourself or not. We look at your offers and if there are things that you love doing or if they're at risk because you've got someone in your team doing that you can't do and what happens if they leave. We look at your HR and your structures and is there problems in there that might prevent you being able to do marketing well. We look at, at how much money you can put into marketing, how much time you can put into marketing. We look at things like your target audience and what they what they need and how they behave and what they're doing. And does that match with the offer that you've got? We look at your ideal offers. So we look at a whole lot of things around that. We do a bit of competitive research. We ask you to do a SWOT analysis because that's a really useful thing to find out where you can talk more strength about your strengths and try to eliminate talking about your weaknesses. So that's some of the things that we would do in the initial thing. Part of creating that marketing strategy for me is to set really realistic goals. And the goals that we're looking at, are, for me, they normally start around making sure that the business is growing in a way that's going to align with your life goals. So for some people, that is, look, I'm in a time in my life, I don't mind working 60 hours a week. But for most of our clients, it's I need to have time with my children. I want to have time to do this hobby. I want to start a podcast or something like that. Um, I want to work, not work, work holidays. Um, I want to have a team of five and I only want to be working this many hours a week. Um, so it might be something around that sort of lifestyle. Or I want to go overseas. I've got a couple of clients who wanted to be able to leave their, their business for a month and go overseas and still have money. Um, I've had also clients where we talk about making sure that they're paying themselves. It is amazing how many small business owners, I'll ask them, is their business profitable? And they say, yes, but when I get down into it, they're not paying themselves, which means it's not really sustaining them in terms of making money enough to support you, which is kind of what the business is for, guys. So we do a lot around that because I have worked with small business owners, even with really large turnovers, that are not profitable. And I just, I don't want to work with people that we are building a business that's either not profitable or is going to make you bankrupt. I don't know, call me a bad marketing strategist, but that's my line. So we really look at those sort of things and find problems. We find that try and find the easy wins. We look and find things, the gaps, and maybe where you're not directing your interest. I listen carefully to what you're actually telling me you're interested in by some of the stuff you say, as opposed to what you're supposed to be interested in. Um, and we ask lots of questions. And it's interesting, we get quite a lot of pushback, especially around the money stuff. Um, a lot of our clients, some of our clients, we actually had someone who, who left us, um, who we did the first session with, and she was so objection, found it so objectionable that I was asking about pricing structures and asking about pricing and um, profitability. She felt it was not appropriate for me to know as a, as a business and marketing strategist, but I have to know that stuff for your business. Um, I'm not going to go around and tell it to anybody else. I never share other people's financial information. That would be like a gross 
gross idea to do that. Um, I talk generally about businesses, but never that sort of stuff. Anything you tell us, it's it's meant to be in confidence and would be in confidence. But this person did not like that. And we often have pushback. And when it's pushback, I, normally it's a red flag for me. Um, if you're not prepared to tell me which parts of your business is most profitable, because those are the ones we want to grow. And I don't know if they're most profitable. If you won't tell me, um, we have with people where they don't want to grow the most profitable bits. And um, I don't want to be responsible for that. I want to make sure that I'm growing the best part of your business. And if you, if you want to grow an unprofitable part, you've got to tell me exactly why. So that's, that's why I go on about it. All right, so we set some goals. We also try to make sure we've got goals around what you want to be doing in terms of earning money for yourself. I want to have goals around, um, we look at turnover, but honestly, in turnover, we're looking at what turnover do you need to get the earnings that you want to have and the growth you want. And so that's really important. We also look at um, how to identify your target audience. We did some work around that a little bit, kind of sideways, a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about how to find, how to tell people why you're really important. And I did have done a, a podcast before called Narrow Arrow, which is all about narrowing um, who you're targeting to, which you can also use. But we do spend quite a bit of time on that. We don't do a lot around demographics like, oh, they're 35 years old. Uh, we talk more about intent and need and desires because that's the bit that we actually want to talk directly to. And I think that's really important, looking a little bit at preferences and behaviors, but not so much at demographics. Um, and I think when I see strategists, uh, strategies where it's all on demographics, I feel like that's missing the point a little bit and and we can go too deep in that. I, I really just want to have a feeling of who you're meant to be targeting in terms of their needs and so you're talking to those because otherwise as a business, as you're if you're focusing too much on straight out and out demographics, that doesn't really help when you're coming to do your marketing except for maybe if you were doing print and you're looking at the overall demographics of who is using it because that's the content they've got. But when it comes to social, it's more about intent and needs and feelings than it is about people who live in three-story houses, for example. Um, so, so that sort of thing is we, we'd focus on that. We also, um, I think it's really important for a strategy to include some information around messaging. We'll often rewrite the homepage or we'll do a brand story or we'll rewrite bios or we'll do some about us work or we'll rewrite some of the some of the content that is fitting in there that really is important to help you identify and show off what makes you different um, and so we'll talk about that and we also we also and I believe this should be in there we create a content plan for you or a content plan framework and structure that actually gives you the topics that you should be talking about and then also obviously some support around that so you should have some messaging in there um, looking at that one of the things that I'll often add which you can add to your own as well as we have a section called our company sayings and what I'd love you to do is just get into the practice of when you're talking to someone in a sales meeting or in business or anything like that you take some time and you think oh that's something that I say all the time and what you do is you focus on using those in your normal marketing so if I say something like narrow the arrow in a session I go oh that's a cool thing to say I'll use it in my marketing because it's something I'm saying to a customer um, and so I will listen and note down. I always have a note paper when I'm working with a client um, and I'll just write down little things that I say that I go, actually, I could use that in a post. And to me, that's the best time to do it because I'm in full flow with a client. So that's a little tip for you around messaging. Finding your own voice is about finding the words and the phrases that you say all the time and using those. And that creates the messaging that's going to attract the customers that are just like the customers you're working with now. 
Um, also part of this is what I call building your web or other people would call choosing your tactics. Um, you know, thinking about things like, you know, in terms of your time, capacity, skills, and your audience, and also your goals, um, choosing the best channels for you to be able to use to reach your, your ideal audience. Now, every social media platform has every type of person on it now. So the way we normally look at this is we look at gaps in the market, who in your industry, what are people in your industry using all the time, and are there ones they're ignoring that you could potentially use that we know that your customers are on. We look at your own interests. So we look at things that you are actually, you like using yourself, that you feel comfortable on. We look at your skill capacity, your time, your capacity in terms of your team and support you've got there, whether you're going to need to have a VA. We look at your um, whether that's going to be a priority for you or not. And so we kind of focus on that. And we tend to also, with, with when we're looking at creating those tactics or ideas, we have a look across everything. So we, while we do, like many people do, focus on digital, um, I wouldn't do just a digital marketing strategy. I always think it's a really good idea for a small business that you're looking at everything. I always get worried when people silo things off and go, I'm just going to go and do an Instagram strategy or I'm just going to do a TikTok strategy or a print strategy. You actually should have something that's overarching that looks at how it all ties together. Because otherwise you can end up doing different things on different platforms and it doesn't fit and you can get very confused. So we normally say, look, choose two core platforms max that you're going to focus on. We'll teach you how to do these other ones as you grow and develop and become more fluent. You can go on to these ones, but you need to really think about that. And we always try and find things that are also offline or old school or print or other ways to do it. Most of the time, our action plan starts with the first section is mindset. The second one is around finances. The third one is around teams. And that's part of our marketing strategy because those are so important uh, when it comes to looking at your marketing because if those things aren't aligned and sorted, it's really hard to get the rest of it done. And that's surprising to most small business owners that we talk about those things, but we've learned that those things can make a huge impact on being able to deliver marketing really well. So we cover those things. Around budget, you know, we always say that, you know, we look at budget. We don't actually make you make a marketing budget in terms of breaking everything down. We give you that responsibility back to yourself. Um, but some strategies will have like a really clear budget of this is how much you should spend. We do normally give frameworks for how much you should be spending on Facebook ads, minimums or maximums, depending on the type of business and Google AdWords. Um, we also will give recommendations around what you should be spending if you're going to do radio or print and kind of what that should be costing and why you shouldn't be doing some of it. We also are keen on cutting budget. Um, a couple of clients that I have, um, the first meetings we had, we cut hundreds of thousands of dollars of budget um, that they were spending and, and reallocated it to other things. And that's the reason why some of them are still with us six or seven years later, because uh they know that we saved the money, which made the money, which meant that they could work with us on other things. So, so sometimes we can cut budget or choose or reprioritize things and, and walk it through. And also just the time and capacity budget. So looking at what can you actually do with the time you've got and having to make hard choices, which sometimes means making a very simple but boring plan that works really well instead of a super snazzy one. One of the differences that we, I feel with a lot of businesses is um, that people often think they need to have like a really exciting marketing campaign to launch something. And marketing campaigns are fun and, and I've definitely worked with them on particular things. But if the underlying marketing isn't sorted, if there isn't a good base of this is who my target market is, this is my core messages, this is where I'm going to focus, this is what I'm doing, this is my consistent work, 
those campaigns are going to have a lovely big push and then they're just going to fall down flat because they don't have that base and bedrock. So for a lot of us, our marketing plans will be quite boring because they just need to get that consistency right, get the regular patterns, get the habits right. Very boring, just like healthy eating, healthy exercise, healthy sleep patterns, all those other things that are horrendously boring. Rachel's going to have another bit of water because she's healthy hydrating. All right, then what we also need to look at is how to measure some of those things as well. So um, I'm always really low key on this because measuring things takes time. So we like using metrical, for example, um, to help with, with metrics and um, just pulling in all your digital material and just keeping an eye on it. We also use some other tools like Hotjar to have a look at your website and things like that. We don't normally go through unless a client specifically asks us to to teach you how to use Google Analytics or things like that in depth because you can pull that material through to metrical, some of that material, and most of it you don't need to be able to see. But then, of course, there are people who want to go deep. So we've done like deep intensives into how to read your SEO analytics and here's how to fix it and all those sort of things. We will definitely do that. Um, but I think that for most of us, going deep in everything can feel very overwhelming as a business owner. And so you have to pick your battles and choose your seasons of when you're doing that. So once you've kind of got that plan and you've got that structure, um, I really believe that the best thing then is to kind of work out a um, action plan that goes from each section. So as I mentioned before, we start with mindset and then we go into finances and then we go into team. And then we start going into things like messaging and brand and content and, um, you know, all the different content, email marketing, all the different bits and pieces, print, advertising, whether you need it, whether you don't, uh, PR, strategic alliances, all the different types of, of marketing that fit into there and walking through. And then from that, we want to pull out our regular daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly activity that you can then put into a job calendar. You can put it into Asana or um, Trello or however you're working or Notion and then create your habits and your patterns from it. And a lot of what I believe is missing or what, what needs to happen is understanding how to do those things. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that people often get a strategy and then don't use it. And one of the things that we've been doing is we now train as we go or train as we say what you do. We can't do train everything, but we'll prioritize and choose a couple of areas. We go, that's something you're going to, have to do all the time. Let's go through and do it together. And now you can go away and do it. And then in our next session, we can check it. And I think that's helping people take action better. Um, your action plan is still a waste of time if you're not physically taking action. But here's some things I would recommend if you are wanting, if you've got a marketing and action plan, you're not using it. Here's why I think that might have happened. Number one, um, it could be that everything's too top level and it's not specified down and you need to break down those tasks. So I would break down those tasks more um, and make them very small in there. Number two, it could be that they are all written in jargon and you don't understand. So having someone who can help like explain what's going on and how to do it. Number three, it might be that it was created for a budget that is certainly not your budget and it's too expensive to do some of those things. You have to find some of the free, easy and simple things that you can do. It might take more time, but are more expensive. Number four, it might be that you actually need to have some help. You don't have capacity and you need to get a VA. You need to get some in-house help or something to help you actually make some of these work. Um, and number five, you just don't have the skills. You need to skill up and choose and create 
learn how to do those things. And so those things are things that can stop you from having a marketing strategy and action plan. There is another sixth one, which is that you could actually just not really believe that the marketing strategy is helping you grow in the right way. Um, And so that can happen. Um, Definitely, there have been times where a, a client has met with me, we've got quite a fair way down the process. And then because we're talking, it shifted stuff and they've gone, actually, I want to shift to this direction. And we're kind of really quite far down the process and we're not going to, we have to make a choice. We can shift, but we won't finish what we've done or we can finish what we're doing and they can go and do that. And that's a hard decision to make sometimes. Um, And that can be quite common, but those are the things that you need to have and consider in a marketing strategy. So when you're looking at having someone help you, you need to have someone who you know is going to help with all that kind of what I call the marketing proposition side, which is, you know, identifying the target audience, identifying and checking your finances and checking the structure and your processes are all okay, checking that you know who your ideal audience is, your ideal offer, all those sort of things in there, and also checking your competitive analysis and your SWOT, like, so that would be part of that. And then your action plan. And in your action plan, it should be helping touch all the different parts of the customer journey, right from how to attract new people who haven't heard of you before, how to build a relationship with those people who are starting to become aware of you, how to nurture them more through lead generation, those people, and bring them closer still, how to involve sales as part of your marketing, because sales is part of your marketing, um, into the sales process, and then how to look after the community you've built of past customers and also of people, current customers and people that might become customers. So that that whole that whole space is what we should see in a marketing strategy and an action plan. And so if you have one that's not doing that, you might need to add some stuff in from what we've talked about. Uh, and if you have one that's doing that and it's not, consider that perhaps the blocks are to do with skill, capacity and budget and how you can remedy those things. Uh, and if you feel like you know you need to have one, come and have a chat to us. Uh, my email is rachel at identifymarketing.co.nz. And we have an online version that you can do. It's $148.75 a month for four months that you can do completely by yourself with two hours of my time one-on-one to add in. Or you can come and do one of those, be one of those clients that have um, my three to four clients a month or at a time um clients you can come and see if you want to be one of those uh if you are a new zealand business you can get up to 50 percent funding to work with me and i'd love to do that so either way but hopefully that helps you have an idea of what should be in a marketing strategy and um hopefully you can go and make some tweaks to yours to make sure that yours is perfect have a great week and i'll talk to you next week i'd love to know what you are going to take action from from this podcast today I know that we've covered a lot of options. If you know that you need help with your marketing strategy, do come and get in contact with me. My email is rachel at identifymarketing.co.nz. If you're a New Zealand business owner, you can get up to 50% of your work funded with me to write your marketing strategy. And we do it over six sessions. It's a really lovely time to get to know each other and work on your business together. Also, if that's not quite in your budget, we have a DIY option, which is only $148.75 that you can do across the world, wherever you are in your own time. It comes $148.75 for four months. Let me just make sure I get that clear. And you get two hours with me that you can use at any point of that journey to help write your strategy. So if you've got a low budget, but you still want to get that one-on-one support, that's the best way to do it. 
Otherwise, come and ask a question for free in the Muppet Marketing Group on Facebook. Come join, ask a question, and I can help you for free in there too. I hope that you have a great week. I'm really looking forward to talking to you next week. And until then, really look after yourself, look after your business, and take one action this week that's going to help your business grow. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.